Hey, uh, we've got a really special guest uh, for the Young Project family here as, uh, as we're going through coronavirus. We've got a good friend of mine and somewhat of Tommy's. Tommy, do you know who this guy is? I've met him a few times. You've yeah. met him a few times. Good friend of ours, both of ours, who um, happened to be in some of the coronavirus hotspots within the last month. He was uh, studying in Spain and then took a quick trip over to Italy and then heard that something might be going on and flew back to New York City. So he's been in some of the some of the hardest hit places. Um, Tyler Humphreys is with us today. Tyler Humphreys, uh, do you want us to give you like a round of applause for uh, your entrance? That's okay. That's okay. You don't feel like you need that. Okay. No, I do not. You don't need that. Well, tell us what 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 did it look like for you coming back? Because um, you came back early. You were planning on staying in Spain for a while, right? Yeah. So I was planning on staying in Spain till mid May, going around and climbing on the best rock on earth, but. I got woken up. I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and was hearing some rambunctious stuff on a Thursday a couple weeks ago. And so I got up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and discovered everyone at the Adventist Colleges Abroad campus in Segunto was up at 3 a.m. And we had just heard that uh, the U.S. was putting a travel ban between Europe and the U.S. And at that point at 3 a.m., we didn't know if this travel ban was everyone or just European citizens or anything. Right, but we had heard Trump didn't Trump didn't clarify until yeah, like two we did, days later. We did not get that clarification. Or like till Friday, yeah. That's and so, at that point, we I decided, and a couple other students were like, we need to get out of here right now before anything else goes down and like flights start getting canceled that was the other thing is that even if it was just u.s citizens we weren't sure if flights were going to get canceled especially from spain because spain was getting a little harder hit than other countries yeah that makes sense so we got tickets at 3 a.m to london and then flew out that day to london and then the next day i flew out to new york city where i jumped on a plane traded airports there, and then jumped on a plane to Denver. So um, when you woke up at 3 a.m. and you just woke up to use the restroom, and then you saw that... Or what else would you be doing? I don't know. Tell us what you were doing at 3 a.m. The entire college was awake at 3 a.m., and everyone was like, hey, we need to buy plane tickets. Is that that's what's happened? Yeah, that was what was happening. Uh, one guy at the college went around and woke everyone up, thankfully, to <laughs> let them know that it was you better buy plane tickets right now. And then a couple of us, uh, it was actually three people that day or four people were able to get plane tickets back. But then as the flights booked up, some people had to wait a couple of days. But thankfully, they made it home, too, and maybe had a little better price. But so everybody from the school did yeah, make it back. Whoever, at least folks from the states, they yeah. all made it back. It was really sad too that morning. Like people got up, and like some people who hadn't waked up in the girls' dorm, they discovered at breakfast that basically the whole college was leaving, and their friends that they had made the last couple quarters were leaving then. And so it was like kind of a bittersweet goodbye that we all had to do that morning. Yeah, it's like super sudden. Um, wow, had you? I mean, the coronavirus had been going around for at least a couple of months before all this went down for you. But did you um, did you suspect that something would happen like that suddenly? Were you kind of like, you know, packed and ready to go? Or was it 
really out of the blue 3 a.m. that morning. It was pretty out of the blue. Yeah, for the last couple of weeks, first of all, I was, after kind of looking at the data, I had made up in my mind that it was kind of like the flu. And so I decided it wasn't going to be that big of a deal, even if it made it to Spain. And I was hoping it would just be contained in Italy and we'd all be okay. And I could just keep on traveling around in Spain. I think I told my parents a couple days earlier that I didn't think this would affect my plans whatsoever. But I think as everyone else in the world kind of started to figure out this was going to be a little worse than the flu and it happened really quickly and quite suddenly yeah yeah what is almost like uh overnight that everyone kind of realized hey this is actually a really big uh deal yeah it's kind of serious yeah Yeah, no i think it was as soon i think it was like two days before the european travel ban um when they canceled the nba my my family was like, hey, we should probably um, pay for a ticket for my brother to get back from Samoa um, just in case anything happens. It, who knows? Maybe there's a travel ban or something. And then two days later, there's a European travel ban, a China travel ban, a Canadian, a Mexico travel ban. Like, we're not allowed to leave all of a sudden. Yeah, no, my so sister it was, was almost like instantly. Yeah, your sister as well. She right? was working yeah, at orphanage in, in Bangladesh. And yeah, we were like calling like, hey, sis, I think it's you need to come home. Like, because there was some sort of press briefing that was going to happen on like a Monday, and I think it was a Friday or something. Probably the same Friday that that the European travel ban was happening. And we're like, "Sis, you may you might want to like hop on a plane," um, because we were pretty sure that that press briefing that was happening in Bangladesh on Monday was going to be like closing down their borders. Um, so yeah, she's home too. But yeah, it's just crazy. It everything everything is totally different what did quarantine look like for you because i know you once you got home to your family in colorado um you hung out there for two or three weeks what was what was what was that like i mean were you like just binging netflix the whole time or was it you know were you playing with your dog in the backyard what did that look like for you um so what it looked like i got home and i started sleeping a lot because i was bored and i need to stock up on sleep before medical school (laughs) And um, basically, I'd sleep in each day and then go get a book and then read the rest of the day. Um, I might have gone outside. I went outside twice during this three-week period to, like, some open spaces, once to boulder, once to take a run. But it kind of deflated me a motivation to, like, do – I have a hangboard in my house, but I didn't use it once because I was just kind of not motivated to do anything. Wow. Okay. And so for those of you who are listening and don't know the Tyler Humphreys that, you know, I knew – well during undergrad this was the guy who would like wake up 2 a.m to to take us climbing somewhere and he would drive uh you know like 13 hours straight through the night if if he needed to to get us somewhere and so you're telling me you just sat in your house for three days on your butt did you do any push-ups no did you do like a burpee no a wall sit no that'd be painful that would have been painful yeah wow that was in the lap of luxury so um you said you were unmotivated. Was that because you were just pretty lethargic, just kind of around the house, and then you're like, nah, I don't want to run anymore? Uh, yep. Basically, I, I, didn't want to. I should have trained for hangboarding, but it was kind of like I wasn't sure if there's going to be like any time soon I'd be able to get out and climb. Looking back on it, I should have hangboarded because now I'm kind of weak. But in the moment, I just <laughs> wanted to read my books and do nothing. <laughs> That's that's fair. What books are you reading? I am reading right now this book called The Innovators about um, the people that kind of created the digital technology revolution. Before this, I was reading this book on 
Leonardo da Vinci that I'd highly recommend about his life that I bought in Rome. Um, Whoa, so you were reading a book about an Italian bought in Italy. Yeah, well in Italy. That's what I wanted to do in Italy. And then I also read a book about uh, Elon Musk, who is quite the character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, side note, Elon Musk is, yeah, he's pretty intense. Do you follow him on Twitter, Tyler? No, I don't have Twitter. Mm. It's for old people. What? Fair. Ouch. That's fair. I thought that was what Facebook was for. Wait, uh, give us a short little um, blurb on what you think about Elon Musk. We're always curious. Um, yeah, think, Tyler's a smart guy, so like we respect his opinion here. Uh, Elon Musk is a very motivated individual, but I think he has some... Um, he sometimes gets a little too motivated. He burns people out because he has a greater... He has a mission that he's able to motivate people to work for him really hard for but he at the same time he doesn't sometimes care about their uh, personal kind of things and then burns people out very fast so so you're saying he doesn't necessarily care about having them like being a a whole or balanced person he cares more about the contribution to whatever the mission the mission the company Yeah. yeah okay but i mean he's getting things done that no other person has done for a lot cheaper i mean has anyone thought about Putting a really expensive car in space just to play music? <laughs> no. Only Elon. Only Elon. Elon. <laughs> That's the Elon effect. Um, are there any other words you want to tell us about quarantine? We're just kind of curious. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people are going through similar stuff right now. Um, what 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 are your tips? If you had to give us three tips on how to survive, yeah. What are some three tips you got for us, Tyler? I'd say get some good books. I I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but apparently Isaac Newton, when he was in undergrad, had the plague going through Europe and he had to go home for a couple months but while he was home for a couple months he invented like calculus and our laws about gravity and so this is a time <laughs> that, that we was could... that was during his undergrad yeah well in quarantine well in quarantine from a from worldwide the black plague. plague all right college plague. students that is your uh that is <laughs> so <laughs> that's your calling I think we often have a lot of times we're like oh I wish I had free time to just study things I'm curious about, but so now's the time to do it. Um, also, I'd say make sure you get outside and get some fresh air alone uh, because it can be pretty easy to just stay inside, especially for me because I don't like to run, but I think it's important to get some fresh air and then also enjoy this time with your family. I know this is probably going to be the longest stretch I'll be with my family before like forever because then I'll grow up. So. Also, nice to have that. <laughs> so, um, Tyler, so you're you're a pretty big advocate of um, like people staying home, staying safe, keeping each other distant. Is, uh, that, is that a yes or a no? I'm just yes, curious. yes, yes. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important, yeah, for the old people. And then, as we are seeing in New York City, we don't. No one really has quite the idea of how this thing works, and so. Well. That's great, Nick. You maybe you could update us on your quarantine life. Yeah, I mean, your socially distant life. It's been different than 
um, than the rest of life, I guess that's for sure. Uh, like as, as far as go, like doing work goes, it's way more social media, uh, a lot of phone calls and texts to like church members, uh, of course doing like, um, services via live stream. Uh, so that's, that's new and different. Um, we, we usually do live stream, but like, I'm just sitting in front of the camera now versus having a bunch of like people in the room listening and talking back to me and stuff like that in a good way. Not like talking back like a kid does to their parent. Um, yeah. Tyler, so would you watch Nick's church service? Um, when I got up on Saturday mornings, I'd tune into his Instagram channel for like five minutes before I went upstairs and watched what my parents were watching. So he watched five minutes. Hey, that means a lot. You got there. You go. So Nick, you can when you look at your view count, just remember only one of them is five minutes long. Yeah. No, I think it's pretty sad. No, it's, it's like the thing is that's no. I'm Tommy, I was gonna actually ask you about this. Like your church is also doing live stream, right? Yeah, I think most churches around the U.S. are doing that. Right but now. like, I get that. I don't know, but. I'm not the greatest preacher. I'm not like some fantastic theologian uh, or apologist or anything like that. So like why should the people who I interact with like on a weekly basis, right, in my church, like wh- why should they feel the need to like watch me when they could watch somebody who's far better, who has far better grasp of things? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like what's their, like why, sh- why don't we just have like one person do live stream and everybody watches it? That's a good point. Um, and I was also reflecting on this a little bit this past week. Um, I think the same could be said even um, when you have a physical gathering. Like, why why do people come to my parish versus uh, another person's parish? Or why don't they just stay home and watch a much better preacher, much more qualified theologian than myself? Um, and I think it's because we all hunger for community. And so... I think rather than the idea of like we're just trying to live stream our services, I think we should be coming at it from the approach of we're just trying to create community. Um, these are these are my people. These are your people, um, and I'm I'm their pastor. And I and what I try to do is I try to create a community where people can meet, come together. And I don't think that has to change just because um, we can't meet physically. So that's why I think we should still be doing live services, live stream services. Yeah, I I agree, but it's like there's other ways to create community, and I think that we need to be focusing not just during this quarantine time, as far as church goes, as far as church ministry goes, focusing on the other, you know, 167 some odd hours a week that we're actually not physically doing church, because I think that's been a problem for my church community, is that like we focus heavily on the one hour of service that we do each week. Um, and that's our that's our flagship, right? That's like our flagship event, um, and everything else, in a way, can slide by uh, the wayside. So, what does our community look like then without that hour each week? Like, what what are how do we function uh, when we can't be in close proximity to each other, um, like we'd all like to do? I mean, it's not like nobody like wished this upon um, uh, upon anybody, but like Tyler might have. T- <laughs> <laughs> Mad genius. <laughs> nope. That little Isaac Newton over there. <laughs> yeah, what are you planning on inventing? Uh, the Calculus 5 or something? No, no. No? Okay. Um, yeah, good question. Um, you know, I think 
this should push the the church to think past just having a service every week. I think that would be really sad if the only thing that happened was a bunch of old people learned how to live stream. That would be kind of sad if that's all that came out. It's still progress, bro. That's still progress. (laughs) Well, not really because um, nobody needs you to live stream. Like, you know, when we're allowed to meet again, no one one needs your voice out to the internet if it's not worth hearing. Um, So I think we could take this as an opportunity to learn that one church looks different and that's okay. Um, um, Two, community looks different. So what we did, and I'm not saying that we're doing everything right because we're not. But one thing that we did was we broke up the entire church. Um, so all 800 people that are on our books, 800 people don't come, but 800 people are on the books. And we gave um, a list of names to each deacon. And then each deacon and deaconess were to go out and call those people to make sure they have all the toilet paper they need, blah, 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 you know, all the food um, as everyone's out of work right now. Um, so we just tried to create an enti- like a comprehensive care plan for everyone to be checking up on each other. Um, yeah, we did something very similar. They titled it The Web of Caring. There you go. Yeah. That's Spider-Man. Oh, hey, yeah. I should have done a little, like, I love you underhand, I love you thing um, uh, well, to them when they said that. Maybe they wouldn't yeah. have gotten that. Oh, you that, didn't even that get that. Been funny. Oh, you did get it. No, 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 yeah, I get it. I get it. I thought you meant, like, make a poster. And I was like, that's a little cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what good would a poster do if nobody's going to come to that where I post it? Good point. The web of caring, yeah. Is that working out for you? Like, are people reaching out? Because at least in my experience, uh, we still have a lot of the uh, folks who are thinking, oh, this this too will pass and it'll pass quickly. And that may be the case. It may not be. Um, but they're right. I yeah, I mean, for them to be right. exactly. But, I mean, it's the virus. we're on the virus's time timeline at this point. Yeah. So um, who knows? But they're talking about, like, oh, we don't want to, like we don't need your help. Like we just we, we'll get it ourselves. And they're going out and putting themselves at risk um, versus you know using. We've got tons of people who've signed up to help, and I've probably myself only gone out and handed out a couple food boxes and only like um, gotten toilet. I only got toilet paper for one person. Only one person has asked. Hmm. Um, I need toilet paper. To, oh, Tyler needs toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, Tyler. Good. But like, um, is that, yeah, no, do you feel like okay. your system has been working? Like, have people actually been calling and saying, listen, I, yeah, the, I need this. I They've been the vulnerable with thing, that. The greatest thing is um, people will call back up um, and be like, um, so I haven't been to church in 27 years. Can you just take me off the books? And we're like, yeah, sure. We can do that. So that's probably the biggest feedback we've gotten. We're <laughs> 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 purging our books, um, which is good too. You should have honest numbers. Um, but yeah, yeah. Some people have asked for for food. They they don't feel safe going out. Um, but I think more than us trying to fill the need, it's um, teaching people to act um, in times of um, despair. This is the moments when we we care for each other the most. Is when we shouldn't be. Um, so I think more than actually helping the people, it's teaching people to help people. Yeah, um, yeah. Because hopefully no one needs help. That's I mean that would be a lot better if no one actually needs help. So my goal isn't to f- to feed my entire church, it's just to let them know they can get fed. Hmm. I like that perspective and maybe I should adopt it myself so that I'm not so frustrated with everybody. Why won't who, you eat my food? Yeah, why eat won't my you? Food? We're we're here to help. Let us help. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's just teaching our our people to to help in which we've seen some pretty good progress in um our church is working on becoming a 
uh, I can never say this word right, a distribution, yeah, distribution center for um, the, the local food bank. So we'd be able to feed the houses that are um, directly around our church. Um, cool. So we're slowly working to make that happen. It's a long process, but hopefully it happen quickly. Yeah. What, what about you personally? What has this looked like um, for you personally? I mean, right now you're in your office. We're on Skype, so I can see that. And you already mentioned that earlier. But like you have been staying at home. We FaceTimed a few times and you're at home, you know, talking to your talking to your pal Cade over. What is it? The um, twerk? The the TikTok? TikTok? What's the what are you talking about? The game phone oh, call. Call. Yeah, we were talking Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, with the guns. <laughs> Remember that pacifism episode, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I still don't see how video. Games no, there was that was a full stop. Did. Remember that pacifism episode, everybody? Um, no, but what, what's what's quarantine sure. looking like for you? <laughs> um, it's I've been doing what I think everyone should be doing. I've been staying home, um, working from home. So it's been kind of boring. I want to hang out with people again. I want to go to a coffee shop. I want to go to a restaurant. But that's it's a very easy thing to sacrifice for maybe everyone staying alive. That would be yeah. ideal. Um. But obviously, you know, go on hikes, get a jog in. I don't know, do something so you don't end up to blob. But did you watch Tiger King? Oh, I I watched Tiger King. Good, good. Did you watch it, Tyler? I just finished it last night. Oh, wait, you finished it last night? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was good. Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins, she is. She's something else. Oh, Carol Baskins. You know, I after I finished the show, um, not a single person had a redeemable quality. I don't. Yeah, like no, I, I they all person. deserve to be in jail. I yep. <laughs> every single one, every single one of them. Nick, did you watch it? Joe was like obsessed with it, and um, so I watched like the first episode and a half, and I was like, "This is the stupidest waste of my time." Oh, like I absolutely wrong, hated it. Sir. No, it was it was so dumb. I don't understand what all the hype is about. It's literally a bunch of like abusive humans who are like wacko in the head. They're and like, in need, they're in need of a professional's help, um, and then they're just like, "Oh, let me just go torture a bunch of kitties and then rip a bunch of stupid people off because of it." Like, so it's I, I hated, I hated every second that I watched. Thing. And then as these guys are watching in in our apartment last night, like as Tyler was watching last night, I was like, like I put headphones on. It's, I I hate it. It's stupid. It is, the show was so chaotic. It was, I mean. Who would have thought that this, you know, the this redneck guy who loves tigers but also has like two husbands and I mean it is all over the place. Like you you never knew what was going to happen next. Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. And then Carol Baskins kills her husband. Like what yeah. is happening? I think I really like the power play between like all the th- different characters. It seemed like it was better than like even a movie. Like the different ways those the people their kind of strategies like you have good old Joe who's just like straight up he does what he wants but then at the end of this story we discover that he needed to play smarter if he was gonna keep his cats which he didn't but I don't know I think that's something that maybe America is interested in about the slow demise of this man yeah I think I think that was the the interesting thing about the show is because you wanted to root for Joe just because he's the protagonist of the whole thing. But 
you know, slowly you realize, hey, maybe he's actually not like a a good victim. person. Yeah, like, yeah, maybe, maybe he's, he's not a good not person. The victim of this show, maybe. Yeah, like, but then it's also like, no, Carol, you're also lying. And then the other, what was the other guy? I don't remember all their names. Jeff, the, Jeff was oh, an out or whatever he was, the polygamist dude. Yeah, he's not a good human. He, none of them were good humans. Like, they were just not nice people. Like, Joe destroyed that guy's uh, whole documentary on him, or, like, reality show. That that guy is probably the only one who <laughs> who really suffered in the end um, mm-hmm. for something he probably shouldn't have suffered for. So Well, you know, I'm glad you guys can bond over this. Um, yeah, we might not. We probably won't hit the air. Because no, cares about Tiger let it hit the air because literally everybody cares about it. I don't understand. Everybody. Well, you didn't watch it all, so you don't get to say. Yeah, no, but everybody, I hear, <laughs> like, like everybody, it's in the news. Like, late night hosts are talking about it. Well, Tyler's talking about that's it. That's because Trump Trumpers. might pardon him. We don't, yeah. we don't know. Did you see oh that on God. CBS? That yeah. was pretty interesting. No, I didn't see. I just oh, saw it on AP News. The reporter asked them, they're like, hey, would you, would you uh, pardon Joe? <laughs> Joe, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, and he's like, I don't know anything about him. I'll look into it. <laughs> Apparently Trump hasn't watched the TV show yet. Yeah, well, yeah, come on, Trump. I know you're busy, but it's a pretty good show. Yeah, I mean, there's something going on right now that might be taking that's his attention yeah, away from Netflix. Little, yeah, that, that's fair. Everyone's got to unwind, though. What are you doing uh, to unwind? I mean, like, because you are in your apartment all the time. Like, what's that look like for you? Um, well, I, I just try to go on runs every day. Um, and then... Oh, aren't you a good person? Yeah, I'm tr- yeah, trying. Um, and then I just decided that... Because, okay, so I'm probably like most of America. I thought this thing would kind of blow over pretty quickly. Um, like, hey, everyone stay home. We'll do it for like a week or two. And then like, we'll all be good. Um, but then we quickly realized that... Um, that wasn't the case and so then i realized like oh hey like just sitting in my um house and doing nothing is probably not the best decision so <laughs> <laughs> i had to come up with like a, a routine to kind of keep me on track so at first it was like oh, i'll just stay home eat some like taco bell call it a day but um so i cut out all junk food just because nice. i'm not getting as active as i should be um and then just trying to run every day what is like working look like for you i mean is it? I mean, like for me, it's been essentially writing sermons. Uh, I come into the food bank whenever we have our food bank and help go. out with that. Um, lots of social, lots of extra social media time uh, with the you know church social media accounts and stuff, and then also um, like lot, you know phone calls and texts, trying to keep everybody in that web of care cared for. Um, and I've also babysat some kids because there's some you know there's like a some local moms or whatever that. They're like single and like for the the actual working at home part. Are you like are you preaching every week? What is like what does this look like for you yeah, as I far mean, as we're still we're still having a service every week. Um, we just live stream the whole thing. Um, so we we haven't reduced any of the service. Um, it's still like you know special music. Oh wow! The full full liturgy. Because um, we're yeah we're just down to a teaching now. Yeah, I think we we kept it the way it is. Um, just kind of as a compromise like some people are like no don't shut down the church and um and you know i feel for those people because you know they're they're like 
they're much older and they probably have never missed a, a Saturday service in their life. So we're like, well, we'll keep everything the same. It's just going to be online. Um, and so, yeah, during live stream, our, our group is larger than 10, which um, I wish it was smaller, but um, I understand. So. so then you're still meeting at the physical church to do your recording. Yeah, like the 15 people who are involved, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. We did that for the first couple of weeks, and then our governor gave like a a stay-at-home ban or something, and then so now I'm, you know, I just do it in my boxers with a nice shirt on. Um, Are we sure they're boxers in my on? living room? What did you say, Tyler? Information there. I don't know if there's boxers on. <laughs> We're editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. Yeah. No. We still we um I we passed the. My lead pastor and myself, we, we have a pretty good relationship with the mayor, so we just emailed her our situation, and um, she was okay with it. So That's good. Yeah. That's good. So that's that's my life. Other than that, um, throughout the week, I mean, every evening we have a, a little devotional thought that we have, like, a, people come through phone um, into a phone line. So sure, yeah. We have about 50 people. We do that every evening, which is pretty good. Um, so we, we have just random stuff to kind of bring everyone together that we've cool. been doing. And, I mean, I know there are some people who probably don't show up to anything that we're doing virtually, um, which I, I feel for those folks, and I hope they're okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, because it, not, it's not like everybody re- replies to every phone call I make, so I really have no idea how everybody's doing. I don't have a pulse on the yeah. entire community. And, yeah, and then some people, they won't show up to a, a live stream service or they won't show up to a, a small group over zoom or something like that. So yeah, it yeah. is. I just hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Tyler's okay. Well, I'm doing good. Oh, good. As long as Tyler's okay. <laughs> I'm living in an ambulance right now. Um, so are you just there in Arizona to go climbing? What's happening there? Um, I mean, I understand it's okay. You, as long as you're staying socially distant. Yep, I'm, I'm here hanging out with Alex Nelson, a guy that lives in an ambulance because his uh, parents are missionaries in Haiti. And so I'm just hanging out with him in the ambulance, going around climbing, going to remote crags where hopefully we don't find anyone and sending hard because this was supposed to be my like gap quarter before medical school. So got to make see, the most of it. Yeah. You still got to... So, Tyler, I'm really excited for when you finish up medical school, you become a member of my church, and you're tithe. Um, <laughs> I just love that. You don't even have to live nearby, just virtually give. Just, just, send, just send my tithe into you? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Are you going to, as long as you preach me the par- prosperity gospel? Oh, you are blessed, my brother. You are blessed. Thank um, you. We'll even create a wall. Like Bad theology people. hurts people. Bad theology hurts people. It's just Tyler. He'll have the money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, you can create a climbing wall in your honor, and the kids can climb it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it'll be great. So, good. Can't wait for you to finish medical school. Also, that goes to anyone who's in medical school. <laughs> of my parish. No, but okay, on, a, on another note, the church does need um, some people with money. Otherwise, we're just going to fizzle out. So, Tyler, make that money, and don't be stingy with it, okay? okay. No other charities. Don't worry about those kids wherever <laughs> Australia who need help. Nope. Give Sounds like a church. plan. Okay, good. Well, Nick, is there anything else we should chat about? No. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess I just want to wish everybody courage. This is a totally different time. I mean, I was driving, like Joe and I went, um, trying to go to the grocery store at like 9 o'clock one night, and the streets were dead. It seemed like it was 3 a.m., you know? It's just weird. It's eerie. It's different. Yeah. I hope everyone likes their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe and I got a cat because we, we decided that we were driving each other crazy after the two weeks. So we got a a small child to call our own. Oh, that's such like a married thing to do. Yeah. And like we call it our, our child, the little that's one. weird. Tyler, are you staying with them? Uh, yes, at the moment, for the next like maybe day or so. Well, he's yeah. like in the ambulance. Yeah, he's staying in the ambulance. Like with Al. Th- like a vehicle that's meant to transport sick people. Yes. So, <laughs> Alex Nelson decided he his life dream was to build out an ambulance to live out of. Because he's like an EMT, so yeah. he, you know it's his thing, I guess. So he has this ambulance that he got from PUC for seven hundred and fifty dollars, and he is building it out. Um, he got it really for that cheap. Yeah, he did. But so he's the been not work. Oh, it, it works. Oh. It's a, it's a little. It needs some help every so often, but the it's not good on gas. It costs eighty dollars to fill up the tank. But besides that, even it's, right now with like gas, like yeah, the cheapest even it's it's ever diesel. Been. It's diesel. Oh, that, okay. But, yeah, this man, we're just driving around, seeing the nation. Seeing the nation. That's good. There's no traffic, so. No. Drive now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. I hope hope we wish you good luck on medical school this um, coming August. Uh, Thank you very much. Well, Tommy, before we go, maybe let's let's talk about what are some things um, that we could suggest to our listeners who are, they're stuck, they're, they're up. I mean, I know, I think everybody at least that I've run into is in one of the, one of three categories. They're either like super frustrated at everything that's going on. They don't understand why, like they're angry that everything's shut down or that other people are another category of being like really scared and afraid of the virus or of the economic impact and all that kind of stuff. And then another group entirely that is actually like experiencing pain because of the economic fallout or because they have family members or close friends, or maybe they themselves have been affected by the virus. So like, what are some, what are some, I don't want to say coping mechanisms, but what are some things that, um, that we can do from your perspective to kind of keep some sort of normalcy, um, throughout all this and like, keep ourselves moving and progressing in some sort of healthy direction uh you say you have some sort of daily schedule that you've been adhering to after maybe the first week or two of quarantine like what uh, how has that helped you are you setting false deadlines are you um you you have a a checklist of items that you're trying to get done each day and then you make sure you do that like how are you staying motivated throughout all this um good 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 question um you probably have a better answer to that question than than i do um i'm one of the i asked you though i know i'm one of the lucky few who you know hasn't lost their their job yet um so you know i do have like actual physical deadlines that i have to meet for work um but um i for me i just a routine was was good i went online and some people suggested that keeping a a somewhat normal routine is good um you know, like I do wear sweats pretty much all day long, though, so that hasn't changed. 
<laughs> uh, that's good because I feel like before I went out to join this adventure with Alex Nelson, yeah. that I was sleeping in till two o'clock each day and then staying up till like three a.m. and so getting <laughs> a bit is, of routine. What is time during quarantine? What is yeah, time? Yeah, what is time? <laughs> yeah, it's like the weekends don't feel any different than the weekdays, which is a little weird. But yeah, it's just it's yeah. But again, like I'm not probably not the most model person to go off of like i'm doing i'm like going on a a run at two in the morning so it's not like i've kept like a really great routine are you I are have certain you, things that i have to hit before i go to bed <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's what I so then some God. nights you go to bed really late because <laughs> yeah, you exactly. hit all those things yeah so uh, huh i but i think more than anything you could take away is that um we need universal health care i know tyler you might disagree but um i think this is really important right now 10 how many people i think we've had like 17.6 million people filed for unemployment in the last three weeks yeah yeah and it the way our system works is you get health insurance um from being employed so it doesn't work when everyone's unemployed or at least at a discounted rate yeah and you can't pay for it if you're unemployed you don't have work yeah so yeah, that's just my one income. my one thing i know you might lean one way or another but that's just i think it would kind of be nice if everyone could get help if they got sick yeah. That's my only my only bit of info. Yeah. But maybe you have a better answer. Um, well, I think yeah, it is important that as I start to go into the medical field, it's important that I'm realizing it's impor- it's really sad when everyone can't provide for when they're sick and out of luck and that it's something that's important I think for hospitals that in emergencies and these situations that we need to be able to provide for those people. Um, personally, I think there are many ways that we can help lower the costs and I'm not sure, I don't know, my personal perspective on universal healthcare is I don't want the hospitals to become like the DMV. And so that's a good point. I hate the DMV. Yeah. And so (laughs) I know I do. I hate, I'll be just know that I'll be working hard to find another solution to that. There we go. What do you see as being a viable, I'm just curious in, in 30 seconds or less, what do you see as being a viable um, oh, alternative Joe, um, Joe Exotic's uh, platform for governor and president were pretty comprehensive yep so I think <laughs> wait what <laughs> what how's that to do with healthcare uh, I yeah, think a good I don't know <laughs> I think it would be good for um, us to look at seriously look at the drug regulations in this country I know I was talking to someone about a new type of way for leg replacements to go but this company that had spent like a hundred million on funding the research and studies to do this they weren't able to get a controlled group because all the doctors were just using the product and not um using the or being using controlled studies where they weren't using the product and so this company wasn't able to output this um, product because the fda didn't give them approval and so I think it's important that I think we have a high cost of drugs in this country because of all the hoops that it takes to jump through to get those drugs to market. And so putting down those costs, I think it's something also is the supply chains that a lot of hospitals have these intricate supply chains. And as you go up each level of the supply chain, things get more and more expensive. So having hospitals that make have companies making a lot of their own equipment could help decrease costs. And then I think it's important that um, I think 
it would be good for the government to provide a safety net kind of thing that like if you're in an emergency, you get health care. But I think it's also important for um, individuals to take care of their body, but for us as a society to help them when they can't. I think that's uh, probably the best answer I've heard. And Tyler is, just so everyone knows, he is the um, Elon Musk of our Gen X or Gen Z generation. So Maybe. We'll see. I thought... See, be fun to ho- start a hospital. Come off with. He wants to start a hospital. There we go. Yeah, is he like if? Uh, yeah, is it going to be publicly traded so I can like invest in it or? Uh, you can privately invest. Oh, private investment. Also, getting okay. rid of hospital administrators might be good because they save oh, some money. Maybe or like, what about getting rid of church administration? All right, this should we should end this podcast before. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of editing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to uh, The Young Project. Uh, We're always striving to push our thought and um, make it action. So um, thank you so much for listening to us ramble on with our good buddy Tyler. Nick, why don't you close us out? Yeah, hey, so this is definitely a difficult time to have like a action, uh, something to do physically. I mean, this whole podcast is about acting against stagnant Christianity and right now a lot of us are hanging out at home. Um, But hey, Reach out to us, Tommy or myself, or even Tyler, if you can find him, his elusive uh, Instagram handle. And um, yeah, tell us what's going on with you during this time. Uh, Reach out if you need prayer or support or anything like that, or just a friendly conversation. Um, That's what we're all about. That's what we're here for. We're we're here to to support each other during this time. Um, Yeah, uh, this is different. This is different than anything any of us have ever experienced and maybe different than anything we'll ever experience. This is our, you know, World War II moment or something like that. It's, it's, it's exciting to be living through this, but it's also really sad. Um, so, yeah, stay safe, everybody. Stay home. And we'll catch you next time.